Welcome everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. This week's episode is with Christian Han. He is also a comedian here in the Quad Cities like myself. He's only been at it for about six months now, but he's really passionate about it just like I am. And he also has a story to tell just like the rest of us and his last four or five months of his life have been pretty crazy to say the least and we not only talked about that we talked about his history with anxiety depression and feeling lost medication we also discussed some of his passions such as stand-up comedy acting deck hockey he really loves deck hockey we talked about that for a bit as well and Discussed a little bit about stage fright because we can both relate to that. And one other thing that we both wanted to talk about, that we that we agreed to talk about, was his father, Brad Han, who passed away in September. And we had a chance to have a good conversation about Brad and the impact that he had on so many different people. And I'm really glad, I'm really proud of Christian for being vulnerable and open and sharing what he did with you and with me. I'm obviously biased, but I really enjoyed this episode. It was great. Me and Christian had a great conversation. He's a great guy. He cares about others. And I think everyone can get something out of this episode, just like most of my episodes Every single episode is unique in its own way and special in its own way. So I hope you take the time to listen to this episode. Without further ado, this is this week's episode number 54 of the Modern Day Overthinker podcast with Christian Han. everybody to the modern day overthinker podcast my name is colin and i'm your host uh, today's episode tonight's episode whenever you're listening is with christian han thank you for being here christian i appreciate it i appreciate you having me today my friend yeah you get to enjoy the comfy couch uh which yeah, is nice it's a nice nice couch it's, well, i don't even know where my cat is but she's usually destroying this she's she's right there she's chilling good she's laying down i haven't had to put her away um <laughs> moving the cat tree was a good decision but uh she yeah, loves the window. Stand, I walking up to your house, I noticed your cat first. I was like, "Oh, Colin has a cat." Yep. <laughs> she was uh double checking to make sure you were safe, you know. She's right. got to check the parameters. She probably watched me like try and park my truck out there like three different times. I hit, I hit the curb <laughs> trying to park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This nice little snowbank going on out there. Yeah, we got some snow uh, last night again, but it's like just enough for me, like whether or not do I need to shovel or not, because I put some melt down there, like it's it's weird. 
But uh, we're not here to talk about the weather. Uh, so let's get into it and start with how I met you. I've met you about, I would say, not even a year ago. Maybe a year ago? It's kind of a... Uh, could have been a year. I mean, I, I majorly met... Like at Yoshi? I think I met you at Yoshi's. Pretty sure that's where it was. I think that's... So that would have been during the summer. I th- yeah. I th- I'm sure that's where you and I actually started hitting it off more. It was at Yoshi's and then... I remember faintly, like a few nights after I came to saddle, just to do, uh, like it was. A, it was an open mic saddle. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that's that's yeah. So there, Yoshi's and then saddles where you and I kind of really started like talking and kicking it off and getting getting to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Yoshi's was cool because I like doing. We get it was the only open mic that I've ever done outside. In it, there's going to be a lot more of that coming this summer too. Yeah, uh, I've actually. If I can go into it, of course. Yeah, of uh, course. Johnny Tuesday and I, we've uh, discussed, actually, uh, we're, we're eventually either going to go in and talk to Yoshi himself and set up some dates on potentially running open mic all over again, and I'm going to be hosting the majority of them, it sounds like. Yeah, and Johnny Tuesday is usually uh, somewhat accessible. <laughs> he's got he's he's a busy guy. He's, yeah. he's got escape games. He does a lot of game nights too. He's doing trivia stuff. Trivia stuff, yeah. yeah. I think he, him and Elrod started a little thing. Yeah, what, doing trivia, trivia, and then I, I believe he even made a Facebook post recently about starting a game night at Broken Saddle, like every Monday or Tuesday. I think I don't quote me on that. That's just what I saw. I believe. I think I saw something like that. Yeah, him or uh, is it Jeremy? I don't believe I've met Jeremy. I could get. I'd be good. I could be getting his name wrong. Um, he also works at the Sally. He does DJ. I think his name is Jeremy. If I'm correct, I don't know. I'm pretty bad with names. We can just call him Jeremy for now. <laughs> J Dog. J Dog. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I see him sometimes because he's you know he does the karaoke usually after the open mic, but he usually don't stick around for karaoke. I think one of my buddies is gonna try to get me to do karaoke tonight. Yeah. Well, what bar? Uh, at um, Boozy's actually does. Boozy's, okay. Yeah. I'm, they also have really good food there. I so. have not been to that one yet. Yeah. It's popping, man. We've been, uh, we went there just to eat because they have really good burgers. And uh, we had, we were there a little late. All of a sudden, this crowd starts coming in and they're set and they're just like ready to go. I'm like, when I was drinking and going out downtown, mm-hmm. Okay, where's Boozy's at again? It's on, is that 4th or 3rd? It's not too far from Analog, uh, in between Maine and Brady. I gotcha. So, you know where Antonella's was? Antonella's? I don't even know where that was. I don't even think I've heard of Antonella's. It was an Italian restaurant. It was, like, down below. It was like a hidden gem. Okay. One of those. You got to kind of find it for yourself. So yeah, kinda, you got to yeah, know about and, it. And then tell all your friends about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're putting something else in there. But yeah, it's weird doing uh, karaoke when you're not drinking. <laughs> I will, it's a different experience. I, won't, I will not do it unless I am drinking. Yeah, for sure. That's how I was. Um, I never thought I'd do stand-up, though, not drinking. And here we are. Right. <laughs> so and now I'm like, now I don't know if I could do it if I did drink. Because right. it's like the opposite. It's weird. I was talking to somebody the other day, and 
Um, I've talked to multiple comics like, man, I don't, I don't know how you do this sober. I'm like, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you, I don't know. How do you do it sober? My friend, I don't know the, I don't know the other way. Uh, I've just had to go up there and be, and just the first time I went up there was a lot of anxiety and I immediately forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. I remember my just my very first time going up at Yoshi's. You were there for that, right? If I remember correctly, was it inside or outside? It was outside. Yeah, then it was yeah. outside. Then, yeah, it, it was probably like the biggest open mic. Yeah, there yeah. so far. I just remember like I remember just going up on stage like as soon as uh, Stevie Moe was the host that night. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that probably made it a little easier. Yeah, he brought me. I forgot what he he roasted me before coming up onto course, the stage. Yeah. yeah, it's what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he brought me up onto the stage, like I just like immediately the shivers in my body. I'm like, oh man, oh, yeah. this is my first time doing it. At first, like the, even like ten minutes before, you're like, ah, oh, that's fine. And then yeah. as soon as they call you up, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's it oh, just no. it happens so quick too. But like as soon as I got on the stage, I I gave Stevie a roast back, and everyone loved it. So I'm just like, okay, everyone's yeah, everyone's liking me at first. And then I, I did my entire first set off of my phone just because oh, yeah. I wanted to try it out, obviously, and see if it was going to be something I wanted to keep doing. And just just the amount of laughs I got. I've even had some family come out and watch me for yeah. the first time, too. And, dude, just I'm happy I found it. Yeah, dude. I had uh, at the Iowa City show, my cousin goes to the University of Iowa. She's a freshman. And she's still like a kid to me. Yeah. Uh so she came to the show with my uncle, and I was like telling some some of my uh, less clean material, <laughs> and I was just like, at first I was like, I have to block this out that she is even here because it just threw me off. I'm like, wait, she's an adult, but to me, it's like she's not, you know. Right. So that was weird, but I love, it. yeah. When uh, I don't know if my grandma will ever make it to a show, but. Um, <laughs> That would be interesting, but my first set I ever did actually was uh, when a, when family members came. When my parents came, uh, my aunt and uncle it was fine. I didn't bother me uh, doing my regular set. But when my parents came for the first time, I was like, I gotta watch what I say. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna try to do a clean set and see if I can do it like. As a challenge and also as just precaution, so I don't like hear about this later. And it uh, it didn't go bad, but it didn't go great. It was a uh, it was a speakeasy show. Okay, uh, it was probably packed house too. I oh yeah, always yeah, generally always always. Is. And uh, my dad found out that I did a different set because his, one of his friends has been oh, to my no. shows, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey." You don't have to do that. You can just do your regular set. I'm like, you sure? It's like, like, you want to really hear what I have to say? You really want to hear this? And he's like, yeah. And he's been seeing my stuff after where I didn't, you know, filter what I said. And he's loved it. Like, um, I wasn't sure how my parents were going to handle me not being a clean comic. But they're cool with it. Um, As long as I'm not like you know, it's raunchy the whole time. Exactly. Um, See, I'll be, I'll, I'll then be, it's a little poor taste, you know, like I'm, I'm raunchy. And then like, I like to just go to like some simple, dumb humor jokes too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether they're just one liners or if it's just a small story leading to the somewhat of a punchline. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. 
it's harder to do stand up when you're not like a story guy. I think for sure because you got to fill that time and you got to remember a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of like a lot of this like stuff I read out like material wise, I kind of base off of the stuff that happened back in high school. Okay. Or just moments like some of my friends to this that I still have to this day. Yeah. Like, like funny moments we had. Like I'll turn. I won't necessarily like tell the story exactly the way it went. Mm-hmm. I'll turn it. I'll like I'll turn it into like my own type of like joke. Mm-hmm. scenario sort of deal kind of like that and going back to like the clean sets uh like my mom is generally like all of my shows i don't i don't give a shit if she's there i'm gonna say whatever the fuck yeah, I want. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> one person i'm worried about like one day showing up is also my grandmother and she's been really wanting to come out holly mm-hmm. she, she's been wanting to come out too and she's been she's been trying it's just it's been really rough for her to come yeah. out given like the sickness and all that so, but, but, oh, but she's I, got some health problems. Yeah. Still to this day, unfortunately, but she's still striving along. She's actually going to try her. She's going to try her best to come watch me co-host the burlesque show on the 11th next month, February. So has she been to a burlesque show before? No. Oh man. So it's like, <laughs> you're in for a ride, grandma. You're, you're, in for a real, <laughs> you're in for a real treat. But I'm not like, that's the one person I'm worried about. Like my set, but yeah. I, I'm still going to go ahead and say whatever the fuck I want. It's like you got to give her like a little bit of a disclaimer. Yeah. I've, I've told, I've told her that too. Even I'm like my jokes, I cuss a lot. And she, that's, that's one thing with her. She, she doesn't like cuss words. So yeah. that's, that's the main, that's the main thing with her is like, but I, I think she'll be able to handle it. Yeah. I think she'll just be happy to see you up there in general. Yeah. Uh, do you know. think, your experience, because we talked earlier that you had some experience with acting and doing plays, I would assume, or like... Like with the stand-up I have now, is what you're asking? Yeah, because you said in high school you did a lot, of, you did some acting in high school. I did. I did. Do you think that's helped? I honestly, look, kind of looking back on it, I think, yeah, because it's helped eliminate a lot of the stage fright. So same yeah. scenario, like first night, first night uh Yoshi's, uh, I was in a... Uh, introduction to acting class in high school so i went to mid-city high school mm-hmm. but they didn't have an acting class there so they had they had made me have a whole block over at central high school which was awesome by the way because my day like my senior year was just it was just this boring class this boring class and then i get an hour and a half of the fun intro to acting class and then i come back to mid-city and i just play basketball for the rest of the day <laughs> they have a gym there they do i did not know that i've never been in there so it's a pretty nice looking gym. It's very it, it, when they, when the when the when the building was first built, uh, it actually it was just an outdoor court. So, do they have a basketball team? Do they play like Mm-mm. they did not have a basketball team? So they didn't have a basket. So the, since they didn't have a basketball team, what they did was they made uh, the last block a basketball class for uh, just whoever wanted to play basketball or just you know just shoot around yeah, or just, whatever just play just run games back and forth four on four depending yeah. on who shows up five on five sometimes it was generally four on four though yeah. so there was a lot of that a lot of the kids treated it like street ball of course though <laughs> yeah just no, I, no blood no foul yeah no, right. blood, no blood no foul just if, if, if you called a foul wrong you get argued against it for <laughs> yeah i get <laughs> that it that kind of jazz but going, going back to that like why basketball yeah right Go, going back to the uh whole acting deal like so the intro intro to acting class uh we had a pantomime project are you familiar with pantomime by chance i'm not okay so it's essentially if i can 
elaborate what it is correctly again. You're essentially kind of moving your body to a song and telling the story through your body to that song. And I, what it was, the song we had picked out, me and my group of uh, you know friends, was uh, When I'm 64 by the Beatles. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Okay. And uh, I was, I'm pretty sure it was, it was pretty much about like the grandpa pretty much trying to enjoy the rest of his time with his family before he passed away. Mm-hmm. So I play as the grandpa. Okay. So, and then once I got all, after like weeks of rehearsing it and all that, like I was feeling pretty, I'm like, this, this is going to go all right. And then like when, when I was like behind like backstage, like, the shivers again, much like at Yoshi's. Like, yeah, it hit you. Like it was worse the very first time. Like, but like once I like went out there, the grandpa starts out with a strut, kind of like like with a cane. So that's what I did. As soon as that strut, like as soon as I had that like strut going on toward the center of the stage, where you got in the zone a little bit. Yep, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. and I felt it, and then it it was just the lights were so bright. It, it just felt like nobody was there. Oh yeah, with the lights. Yeah, yeah. when you're on a stage with. Like, that's how it is. Uh, have you been to Dubuque yet? No, and I really need to get out there. When you go to Dubuque, you don't see anyone. It's so like bright. at all? No. Is this, a, is this a, like, the comedy bar? Yeah, the comedy okay. bar. It's so bright up there, you don't see shit. It's weird. The first time I went up there, I was like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been up there in a while since they changed the nights around and did the tomato show and... It's just hard for me to get out there on a weekday with, it's, with like family at home, yeah, dude, and yeah. just working, well, was working a 40-hour-a-week job. Yeah. If you're going to go anywhere, I I like the comedy bar. The comedy bar is good. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, a little bit more of a fan of going to Cedar Rapids. Okay. I've been wanting to check out Cedar Rapids, too, even. Lucky Cat's really yeah. cool. Just because I really like Haley. Haley's super cool that runs the Lucky Cat. Um, There's still a lot of people I got to meet. Like, all these names. Yeah, dude. Like, you'll, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Carson in Iowa City. Um, Carson Tuttle. Okay, I, I've heard of that name. Another He's, another name I have He haven't. did the Buffalo show. Okay. He headlined the Buffalo show the last time they did it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, when, when you guys do the Buffalo shows, is it just right there in that, like, big gymnasium place or is it like the city hall or where is it it's right next to that right next to it okay. yeah it's a it's the community center okay and it's a very small town that's why I asked. yeah there's not much going on in that town so which is a good thing because everybody comes to the comedy show yeah for sure uh the only thing i don't like about it is they have like restrictions and rules of stuff yeah. you can't say as uh shane knows yeah yeah I, I i saw that he just got banned from there i'm like why <laughs> yeah it's uh well Did, like the mayor herself or him, whoever yeah the mayor was yeah. there i'll tell you what but I, the, but someone, some people complained to the mayor okay that's different it then. was a whole thing that's different already but he was warned uh they were all warned people were crossing the line uh anyway and he just went he jumped way over the line. I wasn't there, but I heard he just d- didn't filter anything. He just yeah. went for it. I I only asked if like the mayor her, herself or himself. I can't wait. herself herself. Okay, yeah. I remember her like her. So me and my buddy, we do we actually do deck hockey in that gymnasium. Like just practice during the winter okay. time, and like after every session, 
like we'll, we'll come back to the gym and it looks different. There's a hole in this part of the wall. There's a hole in this part of the wall, and it's not us. So it's either a different like like hockey group going up there to play with, it, or it's just some like a different group of people going in there to ruin it too. And then I just remember one day like we came, we showed up to actually play, and she was there, and she was all. Oh hey, I'm the mayor, and <laughs> started going over like, yeah, we just painted these walls and plastered these holes, so we we got to be really careful about what's going on around here, and just it was just a whole conversation for me and my buddy on the way back to back to Tampa. <laughs> Being the mayor in a small town would be really weird. I, I feel like it's like you it's, would just have to find stuff to do. It's you know? how she came off too. Like it was just so headstrong. <laughs> I, I'm the mayor. Of yeah, Buffalo. I'm the mayor of Buffalo. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> cool. Small town mayor. Hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> big, big time. That's funny. Holy shit! Yeah, that is. It um, just, it just, just hearing, just hearing you go, go about like people complaining to her about like Shane's jokes. I'm like, it, that just reminds me of this now. Yeah. Like, How long have you been doing deck hockey? I started in 2018, so this would be my fifth year playing. Sweet. I, I've only been, I've been ranked up once and then ranked back down. But for what I'm ranked at, a lot of people say I'm a steal. So I mean, I could go play for a team. Like lower than what I am ranked, and they'd appreciate the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I actually uh, last December, I was in the winter tournament, and generally it's a team of nine people plus your goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the winter tournament, uh, they, they they actually make it a little bit fun. I kind of like the fast paces of it. It's only it's only five of you, plus your goalie. Mm. So you got three out three on three out on the deck. You got two on the bench. So it's consistent like line change, line change, yeah. line change, line change. I actually won that entire tournament for my team. Really? It was a pretty good feeling. Finished with eight goals, four assists. Had a hat trick in the championship. How many games was it? Uh, Let's see. So three pool play. Six games altogether. Yeah. We tied the first game, which shouldn't have which shouldn't have happened. And then, my, and then, like after like everybody was praising me in the chat for that entire tournament, like one of them started going on about that first game where we tied. And I was just like, we we don't talk about that game. Yeah, let's, anymore. Not talk, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Did you do any ice hockey or anything before that? Or? So, growing up, uh, my brother Joshua and I actually were in like the Ice Eagles camp. Okay, growing up, I did like I did just the camp for it. I never like followed through with actually playing because for some reason, growing up, dude, like I just I knew how expensive it was gear plus the team fees and the stick alone. It's insane. That's it's, why I didn't play. It, it's it's really insane. So, just growing up, I took that into consideration. I was like, you know, I don't want my parents to have to spend all this money on me just for me to play a sport that's considering so, me i was the opposite i was like <laughs> i was like you guys aren't gonna i got it i get it now i mean it makes yeah. sense but my brother followed through and he continued to actually play a lot of ice growing up i think he went like three or four years of it yeah it got to the point where he actually traveled which is pretty cool we yeah. went up to uh we were up in wisconsin is where it was at he had a whole hockey tournament up there, and he actually he had a concussion in that tournament. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I th- I think it was like a bigger kid. It, it was a total accident. Hockey's though, rough. Myself. It is, and I mean, Joshua being only like I think four foot seven at the time being or four foot eleven for a kid who's like at least five six, five seven to actually walk, like you know skate up on him and just clock him in the back of the head. I think that's I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. I mean, yeah, that'll that'll knock you out. Yeah. But going back to ice again, um, so I I didn't grow up playing ice, 
but in 2018, like I started, like I started going like when mallards were still here. Oh yeah, I started watching. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get back on the ice. I, that, that was a first. Okay, so I got all the gear. You know, I felt so good. I bought it all myself, dude. Yeah. All the gear. Yeah. And then, which is expensive. I went to an just went to an open ice, like just to go skate around. I stepped on the ice, dude. My fucking my fucking legs were jelly. Like I was slipping and sliding, and couldn't skate for. I shit. I could not skate for shit. I had like ten people come out to watch me. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 girlfriend would not stop giving me crap about me. Like, yeah, I'll get better at it. Okay. <laughs> and then like and then like when the second time I went, I went back like a week later, I was skating just fine. I got the hang of it. It's like kind of like riding a bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you, just, you, just, you just gotta get used to it. And then my buddy uh, Craig, he uh, he was addicted to deck hockey at the time being, and he saw that I was doing. He was like, hey, you ever thought about doing deck hockey? Don't have to worry about skating. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, actually, I'd like to. And he put he put together a team. Easily the worst season of our life. Like we won our first game, and it was like it was a good first game, and then just twelve. It was a twelve game season. Won our first game. Lost the remaining eleven games. Ooh. Very rough, very bad, rough season. And then we, of course, we lost the the losers' playoff game, just like that. So, at first, I didn't like deck hockey, and then like, what I, did you not like about it? At first, I gotta say, like, it was the team, the team chemistry. It was was, was not clicking together. Yeah. No, not at all. Like nobody knew what they were doing, mm. and we were playing in four plus. So I mean, that's like more like people know what they're doing in that oh, division. Oh, you're in the wrong league. Yeah, yeah. We should have been like like one or two down at least. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of like slow pitch softball. Like there's different levels. Like exactly, because some people take it way more seriously than others. Mm-hmm. And what I had, and then like one day, I actually had someone ask if I wanted a sub in a game lower. It's like okay. It, it turns out like a bunch of these people went up to Waterloo for a deck hockey tournament. Which rest in peace to their uh, deck hockey court because they they tore it down last year. Really? Yeah, I've been up there for a tournament. It's it's a really cool setting, dude. It's just it's 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 just smacked right in the center of downtown Waterloo. So you got cars driving by, people walking by, like oh, what's going on over here? It was a vibe. That's cool. As opposed to like, you know, it's Crow Creek. Where you're kind of just secluded out there. Secluded out there. Nobody really cares about what's going on, what you're playing. And then, so I get a little bit of a, little bit of a crowd. Yeah. Like easily, like more often than not. And it was, and, and it was just one deck hockey rink. So that's it. It was more focused. Like instead of two here, you got two games going on. Yeah, yeah, there's two here. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was like, it was very, it was more focused for people to actually watch you in Waterloo. But when I when I subbed for this team, like in the, going back to the story, or the division down, I uh, we lost that game unfortunately. But score was like one to f- one to four. Yeah, no, it was zero to four. And like in the third period, that's when like the gears for me started kicking in. I scored a goal, and then I assisted this kid, and then I scored another goal. So we had them. We had them on like like you know. They were scared at that point, like, "Oh man, are they really going to score another one? Make it four four real quick?" I had five. We had five minutes left, and I really tried my best to grind it out, but like, we couldn't get it done. But after the game, like the goalie on my team was like, "Dude, you're really good. You want to come sub for my team whenever we don't have anybody?" And I started doing that, and that's when I saw all the goals and assists coming in for me, and like just the teammate chemistry. It's just it's just a matter of like finding a good group the right of guys level. to play with. Yeah, Any right level. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Is I, it co-ed or is it just male? It's co-ed. It's they co-ed. actually have a women's division too. Yeah. So, and then, and of course, like if women want to play in like the, 
like the like the supposed supposed men's league or whatever. Too, they they can like yeah they yeah, don't care they can they don't give a shit at all as long as you can handle it yeah like there's like there's there's a female goal who played as high as D three three plus I imagine and she's fucking good really good I can't remember her name off off the top of my head but I know she's actually traveled and played for team U team USA I think I ball hockey too yeah so yeah she's good I played a lot of street hockey when I was a kid that was fun. Street hockey, yeah, yeah. I, that's I've done a lot of that yeah. too. We used to do that, yeah. Like we got pretty, we got the gloves and everything, yep, and right? What getting a little scuffles and <laughs> yeah. That was my brother was a nice favorite part growing up, just messing with each other, doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah, just straight checking somebody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you said you went to Mid City, then uh, so. We talked a little bit about, you know, anxiety before we started recording. When did you start to really experience anxiety or have you always been kind of an anxious an anxious person? Oh, it's or kind did- of, I would say it definitely gradually got worse and worse and worse after high school. Okay. Just because, like, I wanted to go to college after high school and I never did. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once every, like, once I, like, you know, once everybody, pretty much school is back in session, I was like... Well, what am I gonna do? You kind of felt like yeah, rushed and like rushed I need I need to I need be to be an get, adult and yeah, do be, something. Yeah, I just, I just felt that. So that's when all like all the feelings just like started like really eating at me, and it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where it just led to depression. And uh, yeah, you felt lost. A very yeah, you were just like, uh, my friends are going to college. What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, I just at the time I just I just worked at Hy-Vee as a frozen dairy stalker, and like honestly, did you work there in high school too? Yes, I did. And it was and it was nice. I liked the feel. I, for some reason, I don't know. Like, I had a routine. I liked working in high school. Yeah, it was because it was like, all right, I'm off school. Time to change into my work clothes. Yeah, the routine, yeah. man. Yeah, and that's what it was, dude. And then, then you were out of that routine. Yeah. And you know, and another thing even is after I graduated and everything, I told my bosses at hy at the time being like, if you guys need me to, like, I can start coming in early mornings and all that. And, they, and then they were all like, once yeah. more hours. <laughs> yeah, more hours. Like, yeah. Uh, well, once, uh, once this guy's, once this guy starts school and this guy starts school, we're going to probably see you working more during the day. Like once everybody goes back to school and then like the first week was kind of nice like i had two morning shifts and then after that i saw the decline no more morning shifts huh not like at all it was all night still like night Uh-oh. still so i was i was still waking up nothing to do all day and and then during that time period with nothing to do all day i'm thinking well what the hell am i doing right now and yeah that's that's when the anxiety kicks in and the depression and, and then the depression eventually came along and the only morning shifts I really had was Sundays. Yeah. And and that was like big truck day. Go figure. That's when they really yeah, they fucking run, need yeah. me. <laughs> they just need you. To, they need an extra pair of hands to unload yeah. that truck. That was just a body to that company anyway, realistically. It was just a what? I was just a body to that company. Oh, yeah. Basically. I mean, I'm not very fond of Hy-Vee. Never really was. Yeah, that's unfortunate. A lot of companies are like that, though. It's too bad. Uh, Yeah, it's... uh, I've noticed that 
with uh, the company I work at now. That's one of the reasons that I've stuck around. Right. Uh, even when, there's sometimes where I felt that way, but then I start to like talk to other people and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I don't have it that bad at all. You know? See, like I really try to like keep it going there. And then I just remember like one day and just and, like, uh, cause you were still part time technically, right? Yeah. And I was even asking for full time too. They just yeah. weren't giving it to me either. And then like January, 2017, I remember having like just the worst day there ever. And then my, uh, and then fun- funnily enough, my dad and my brother visited me on that day. I worked like, how are you doing, son? I'm like, this is, this is awful. Shitty. This is stupid. This is shitty. And the next thing I know, they're like, Christian, check on 12. Please, Christian, check on 12. I'm like, Ugh. and then I just told my dad, I'm like, I'm putting in my two weeks when I get home. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so yeah, I, so yeah, we, we got that done together, finished out my two weeks there. And then I just went a month unemployed, which was, which was kind of nice, honestly. I needed I needed that because that actually that alone reset. It was a nice reset. I got to just stay home and act, like enjoy some video games for a little bit, and then like when it was time to go back to work, I felt really good about it, like a new beginning, you know. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Like like now is like whatever job I land next. I'm looking forward to whatever has whatever comes. So, at what point was it like? too much you said because there was a point where it was like too much where you were like i need to get help or was it your parents were like hey we should probably get him some help or uh, was it during the when you were still working on high v or was it after or it was way before for way sure. before okay it was like it was like mm, august i think and it was like after graduating, high yeah, school. Like, like right after okay. graduating, and I even and I was August actually, when every that was when everybody went back to school yeah, too. August, yeah, so it was like like right when everybody started going back. And I remember like during the summer of twenty six, and I actually had this girlfriend, and obviously her and I aren't together anymore. But like at first, like my like my dad thought like that was like a huge reason I was like depressed. And I was like, no, it isn't. And then eventually, her and I broke up, and then. I noticed all the feeling going. I'm like, oh, this this feels good, but not even a week later, it was all back. So it wasn't that. Ah. Uh, so and then that's that's just when it went really, really, really went downhill from there. Yeah. So um, did you start on any medication at that time? Because I know we talked a little about medication and they had me, they had me on fluoxetine. Yeah. Prozac. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff. And then they had like this generic Xanax back then. It was called Aprozalum or something like yeah, that no, too. Yeah. I've noticed the I've noticed the clonazepam uh, or right? yeah it's it's a really yeah. it's it's a it's like a weird word but I know what you're talking about the generic version yeah yeah I remember but like I remember just like taking those medications and there was actually another medication too that I've been on all of my life too it was I forgot what that one was called but it was like more of an accelerator it was like more for my ADHD growing mm. up okay but like once I started taking fluoxetine and that medicine at the same time. Dude, like, it was, like, I'd be at work just, like, overthinking, mad anxiety. Like, I'd be, like, itching my head. Like, just itchy. Like, it was, yeah. It was, like, and then we talked to my doctor, and then he felt, like, maybe this, maybe this medicine is counteracting this one, so Mm -hmm. we're going to eliminate what what you've been taking all your life. Uh So that's, so, yeah, that's when they just set me on fluoxetine for a bit, and it took forever for that to adjust. It's a... 
it's a love hate relationship with that medication for sure. I understand. I I was on it for a long time, at least consistently from like 14 to like early twenties at least. Mm -hmm. So I was on that for a while. Um, that was the first thing they put me on when I wouldn't say the first thing. (laughs) I think they tried me on something else. Well, at first they misdiagnosed me. I think I've talked about this in like a really old episode, but they misdiagnosed me as bipolar. Okay. Uh, when I was inhibiting OCD, anxiety, depression, all mixed into one. Uh, well, OCD is an anxiety disorder anyway. So that was kind of one and the same, but yeah, I would have, but I wouldn't have like those mood swings like that, you know, you have when you're bipolar, it was like weird. Like the the first psychiatrist I saw, was like, it was the flavor of the month, like to diagnose people with bipolar. My parents got a really bad vibe. I mean, I was young. I didn't really know, Mm -hmm. but my parents got a really bad vibe from this lady. And like, she wanted to like put me on bipolar meds. Like, within, like, 10 or 15 minutes of meeting me. Jesus. And, like, yeah, she must have been getting yeah. quite a kickback or Just something. jumping the gun. Huh? It was weird. Yeah. And my my parents were like, uh, we know people who are bipolar. He's not bipolar. Like, we at least know that. Right. <laughs> like, and it's so, obvious. Yeah. It's, it's very obvious. Yeah. So I started seeing this other guy for a while. And, um, yeah, that's when I got put on Prozac. And I was on Prozac for a long time. But it... And- Prozac isn't bad. It just no. It takes for a lot of people for it. To oh yeah, start working. Yep. Elite. It could take up to four to six weeks. I know. It's insane. It's ridiculous. And I've just, dude, I've been on and off it. And there's just times where I don't even take it. I'm not even taking it right now. I know my bro- my brother gets on me about it. It's just, oh man. And I know I should be on it, but it is when you're when you're impatient like me with like that. When you just want to feel better, it's, I don't want to wait that long. It's tough. It's really tough to deal with SSRIs. Those are because it's not just Prozac that's like that. There's other right. medications that are SSRI. And see the the Aprozalum or generic Xanax is what I'm. I'm just gonna call it that for now. Yeah. Like taking that, just like one alone. Like, and you didn't have to take it every day. It was as needed. Yeah, you, know? you just don't want to get carried away yeah. with that one. That's for sure. No, not at all. Especially like, if you're drinking with it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Talk about blackouts, man. <laughs> I have heard some wild stories or some stories that people don't know how to tell because they don't know what happened. They know what people have told them happened. But but well, yeah, it, it's a it works, dude. Even if it's just like a small dose too. Yeah. Like it helps. Like I a point five or like a one milligram or Yeah. I yeah. actually remember like taking one like because I needed it, like, at work, while I was still at hy Yeah. And then I was, like, talking to my friend, and he just, he was just like, dude, you look high as shit. <laughs> I'm like, I, no, I promise you, I've never touched marijuana in my life yet. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is pre- like, this, any... is, this is just some, I'm just high legally, is what I tell <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It can definitely uh, make you not care about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you know what? Like, just like taking it like I, I definitely felt like the smile on my face too it definitely was like it was like a nice it was a nice feeling but like you mentioned don't don't abuse it for sure yeah because it can be used as like abused as an escape because that's basically exactly what I, we talked about that um with my episode the last episode i did with uh with zach nielsen he's a therapist and we talked about uh escapism and like escaping things escaping reality and yeah People use all kinds of things to do that. Like, 
like when I was younger, we were talking about video games earlier. I used video games to escape reality all the time. You see, like growing up, that was like the easiest thing for me. Such, such an easy thing. I to just do. I grew. I, I had more time for it. Oh, yeah. I grew. I, I grew up playing all the single player games that I oh, love. Yeah. All time favorites: Bioshock. I don't know if you played that series. I know what you're talking about. I didn't play it, but I know a lot of people who love that game. It's, it's so I've good. I've met a lot of people who love And it supposedly it's supposed to be a Netflix series coming out for it. Too. Oh, really? And that, was, and that was announced last year, and nothing else has been said about it. So, I mean, we're going to see if that's true or not. And I've heard The Last of Us on HBO is really good. And the game itself growing up, dude, it's really good, too. I've heard, I've heard good things. It had a good multiplayer, too. It did? Yeah. It, it was just you, you were... So the Fireflies and then the Hunters... Fireflies being the good guys, hunters being the bad guys. You just pretty much, uh, you're like a small map, and you just scavenge for supplies while looking out for the opposing team. They had two game modes, two game modes. One was survivors, and then another one was like uh, reinforcements, where you get 20, 20 lives throughout each team. Oh, okay. So I mean, you could like have, divide it out through the team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so one person could die. 10 yeah, times. yeah. So one, <laughs> one person can die ten times and ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I've and I've had that happen to me so many times growing up, dude. But, uh, speaking of series, you had me watch a show. I've only watched the first episode, but Alice in Borderland. Yes. And how do you like it so far? I, I mean, I only saw the first episode, and it was. I was like, this is wild. It's, it was good. So it's not necessarily. It's it's very it's very it starts, similar to Squid Game, but it's not Squid Game. I never watched Squid Game. Okay. Um. I'm really hesitant to watch certain things that are in a different language because I don't like reading subtitles. I got you. I don't hate it because I've gotten used to reading subtitles because I actually put them on anyway. Some people, that bothers. Um, even with like English, okay. I use subtitles just because. Did you did you watch Alice with the Japanese with subtitles? So? I did. Okay. Did, did, did you like it? Yeah. At first, I watched it with the English over okay. like the... Uh, the voiceovers and i yeah. was like I can't, it's, it's the it's it's the lip it's, reading is off it's weird yeah. i then, can't do it that's why i was like you gotta watch it with the, with the subtitles in japanese yeah. language and it's dude, it's, sometimes the subtitles are too quick and yeah. I, i'm not the fastest reader netflix like, is netflix is pretty good about that yeah like you don't have to keep there was it. a couple times i had to pause yeah yeah and that's okay too yeah like you, you, once you like once you get it down like, i'll get used to it the more exactly. i watch it yeah but it I can definitely, uh, yeah. The the main character, like starting off, he was just like Arisu, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just like his brother's, like you're a parasite, like <laughs> you're not doing shit with your life. I'm done with helping you with getting a job. Yeah. Dad's done with it. He was, and his brother even came in too. He's like, you're gonna be late for your job interview. And you know, it's funny. Like he missed the job interview. He, he, yeah, no, he did. He did. You know, you're yeah, right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like his brother walking in on that, like. It reminds you of your brother. Or it, what? it just reminds me. Just that scene specifically is. It just reminds me of like of my brother Joshua just barging like, "Hey, I'm I'm going here," and I'm just in my pajamas still playing fucking video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That scene alone just reminded me of that, and I just started laughing. So I took a picture. I'm like, "Dude, this is you and I, six years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like the opposite. Yeah. Well, you can't. I don't know the age difference. They don't really go over that. He's uh, or do they later? Wait, what's that? The age difference that, between that, the two brothers. If one's if he's older, or I I, they I don't still really, don't even know. They don't even I don't, cover I still that. Don't even know who's older and who's not. I don't even think they even elaborate that. Yeah, they don't. It's no point, really. Yeah. I but I mainly mainly wanted you to t- check out this show. I mean, like the first episode is like holy shit, you know. 
Like, and then, like, once you finish the first season, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. And then, like, it just season two is just totally different. Season what? two, it's like, it's the same thing, but like, once you get to that last episode, which I won't go into it, dude, yeah. it's, it's a life lesson. Yeah. 100% a life lesson. Did they finish on season two? Are they done? Or are they going to continue? I don't know. They had a pretty heavy cliffhanger at the end of that last episode. Oh, really? So, I mean, I, I don't see how they would continue it. But with that cliffhanger, I'm, I'm still wondering what, how do they do it? Like, how are they going to continue it? When but, was this mo- when this show done? Like, how I didn't see how, I didn't look to see how old. I know it's not that old, but. So I think 2019 was when the, f- 2019 or 2020 of the first season came out. And it was actually based off of anime. It didn't, I, I, my guess is it didn't work out as an anime originally. And it was still called Alice in Borderland. They only did three episodes. Okay. And then they made it a live action, which honestly, I, I'm I'm glad they did a live action. Yeah, I'm not a big anime guy. I don't, I've never had and, them. And you see, that's that's why I'm on Netflix, just checking out all, all these random live live action Korean and Japanese shows, is because, dude, those the Korean and like Japanese, they know what, they know what they're doing with their shows, like emotions and all that. Truthfully, yeah, and that's just me. I'm a I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. So of course, I'm just being biased. But. Yeah, I want to go to Japan, like. So bad. That'd be awesome. I've actually been to Japan you have? 15 years ago. Uh, we didn't really get to explore because, I mean, we were in Okinawa. But just being in the airport, dude, the vibe, beautiful. That neon signs in the airport, all that. Yeah. I remember my – this is when we were – this was our, our trip to the Philippines. We were on. We were actually flying, too, and then we had to go back, too. That's a long yeah. flight. But I remember like we were hungry at the airport waiting for our next flight to i believe was detroit michigan and i just remember my mom ordering these two i'm like this is the size of the fucking bowl big ass bowls of just ramen like with like boats a, yeah like a huge but like oh, a round bowl yeah. yeah like a whole round bowl oh, those like big ass bowls. yeah 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 she ordered two of those and it was like it was like ramen and chicken like, broth and eggs and oh my god, like a fu- like a fubble. Yes, yeah. It was, it was like it was dude. This, this thing was like at least twelve or fourteen inches in diameter. Oh, just ramen, bowl. just ramen, dude. Oh. This is a reminder. Update spreadsheet. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, you were going to the Philippines, or you were in the Philippines coming back. Yep. And that's when we got that big ass bowl of ramen. Big ass bowl of ramen, and yeah, uh, I do. I I can't remember like the taste exactly, but I just remember it being like one of the best things I've ever had there. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I, I'd love to go back and just explore Japan and just as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Heard it's wild. Like there's just a lot going on. A lot of people. Yeah, so many people. I feel like you have to go there knowing some sort of language to get yourself around. <laughs> Even in that show, in the first. That just that first episode, I noticed. I don't. I don't know how realistic the. You know, I would assume there was. They were showing realistic signs, but some of the signs had English on them. They had like, I mean, like they even they had like like a Starbucks sign, like McDonald's, all that stuff going on in that big city. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would probably just go to. I mean, I would assume I'd just go to Tokyo and. See, we were in Okinawa and. That's that's where we had landed when we had to go to Japan or go to the Philippines. We landed in Okinawa and then to the Philippines and then same route back home pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. What's that flight like? Twenty hours or something? It's just insane. Oh, well, the the Detroit Michigan flight to Okinawa itself, I believe, is like seventeen. Yeah, it's just so long. I've never been. The most I've been on a plane was like 
eight hours. And I, I was in Hawaii. I can't, yeah, I can't tell you how how much airplane food I wasted just because of like the like the jet lag and just like not wanting to eat because like I got like sick up there. I don't do that well on airplanes. I get motion sickness. Yeah, so and I think that's what it was. Like yeah, I'll ride a roller coaster and all that, but something about I can't like, even do that. Man. <laughs> So I'm sorry. I've tried. <laughs> I, I tried. It ruins least, my. It ruins my day. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I believe it. It sucks. I'm a water park guy. <laughs> there you go. For that reason. <laughs> but I just remember, like, just man, like they'll get bring me my food, and like, looking back on it as an adult, like man, I would have really ate all that food if I was hungry. But like, just yeah, yeah. this entire trip, dude. I don't want to eat anything. I hated it. Yeah, because you're all. I think it was, and I think it was just a feeling of constant. How old were you moving. at that time, though? Ten. Yeah, twenty five now. So it was yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, that age. It's a that's a really weird age yeah. too. Yeah, my brother was only six or seven at the time too. So yeah, no, the Philippines. It's not bad. Different. Very different. I feel bad for him. It's a very polluted little place. Unfortunately. Really. Yeah, I actually. Uh, when my brother and I were there, we got eaten up by mosquitoes too, and like, I, it got to the point where I got an infection. <laughs> I'm like, and, then, and then and then the lady was just like, w- "Would you ever come back to the Philippines?" And then I'm just like, as a kid, I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, but like as an adult now, I'm like, "Well, yeah, absolutely. It's my mom's my mom's home. I'll come back." Yeah, you know. Plus, she has family there. Yeah, she has a lot of family there. We uh, brought her. Uh, her mom here in in America back, I think 2008. And then it was just on and off, like her getting homesick, going back to the Philippines, coming back home for health reasons, back to the Philippines because, you know, homesick and then back. And then in 2013, that's when she had a unfortunate stroke and she was just in a nursing home the rest of her life until her passing. But I mean, it's not like we just left her in the nursing home. We, we checked on, we checked in on her every day. Yeah, my mom made Filipino food the way she liked it and all that. So, but yeah, majority of her family is still in the Philippines. Oh, so your grandma passed away here. Yeah. Okay. And this was uh, back in 2018. Okay. So, no, the Philippines is like just like I can faintly remember it being 10 years old. So, mind you, me and my brother we're only half Filipino. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. My mom giving us each 100 pesos. She goes, you guys can walk down the street and kind of see what's going on. Me and my brother just got these looks from every Filipino down the street. They're just like, these 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 two aren't from around here. Just <laughs> yeah. looking at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my brother's just like, why are they looking at us? I'm like, just, let's just keep walking forward. Yeah. And dude, 100 pesos comes a long way in the Philippines. Really? Yeah, like you can go, um, I think my brother and I got like these... Uh, like these chicken teriyaki sticks down there or whatever. I'm I'm just going to call them that. And they were only like five pesos each. So no, a lot goes on down there. And like my mom would just give us like pesos to have fun money with too. Yeah. So. So everything's pesos. Yeah. Because that's. Yeah. Pesos is, uh, is Mexico too. So mm-hmm. it's like. They're not anywhere near Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what how the peso. Uh, and, and ironically enough, I get I get mistaken for being a, a Mexican oh. too, <laughs> all the time, dude. So does Mike Adralis. Yeah, right. 
And then I just got to tell them, I'm just like, um, dude, I'm Filipino. I just look like I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't even know how to speak Tagalog. Yeah. I took Spanish in high school for two years and one year or a semester in college. And I know a little bit. I can. But no, I can't like get by. Even. Right. Yeah. Like I can't even. Yeah. Like if like if, like if someone like asked you something like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, and let's like slow down. Yeah. Like on Billy Madison when he's like that scene where he's like learning Spanish or he's trying to learn different language, like slow down. Yeah. And the guy says it again. He's like, oh. There's just <laughs> there's this video of like this guy who's like who's Asian too. Like, I don't know what what sort, but like he, like he's just talking in English. And he goes up to this Japanese guy who just got done like playing like in this. Uh, it was at like an anime convention or like a like a gaming tournament of sort. And he just got and he just like he says something very simple to him. He's like he's like yeah hey, he did a really good job. And, and then the guy's like yeah thank you. And then he's just like he says something in that guy's language. And then this guy just delivers a full on fledged sentence back. And he just has the microphone and he looks at the camera like, all right I, I don't know what the fuck this guy just said to me. <laughs> Well, just blunt as fuck. I wasn't expecting uh, full response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said like he, he mentioned something about like like a humble family like in his language or something, and then he, he yeah full fledged sentence. But he's like uh, I don't know what he just said. <laughs> but he just yeah he was he's like I don't know what the fuck. He I was just said. making small talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I uh, I wish I would have stuck with Spanish, dude, because. Next to English in America, it's the next spoken language. Yeah. Uh, I would have I would have loved to learn Spanish growing up. I had a really good teacher for two years. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for her, but unfortunately for me, she uh, had a kid and took some time off from teaching. And I was like, and then I had another teacher and I was like, I don't like this teacher. And... <laughs> So I just stopped taking Spanish, and I was in Spanish club for a while, and yeah, so shout out Senora Smith. She was yeah. fucking super cool. Shout out, you cool lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then she came back after I left, of course. Right. That's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, so I think my sister might have had her for a little bit. Uh but yeah, I remember people taking French. I'm like, why would you? When are you going to use this? You see, they like that's going to th- move to France. That's also a thing about French is like some people just get thrown into a French class. Like me growing up in middle Ugh. school, like I was just thrown. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. And then like, of course, I, I remember any of the stuff I learned from that class because no. it was just a, it was just a one. It was like, it was like a 45 minute class. You're going to learn so much. Yeah, even if I took four years, I still wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. It's Take a very it. it's a very rich on the tongue language too. I feel, if that makes sense. And yeah, a lot of I could roll the R's though. I could do. Yeah, all I can that do stuff. that too. My girlfriend yeah. can't, and it pisses her off. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, remember, <laughs> I remember people in class like they couldn't roll their R's, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, I'm like, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that difficult. You're trying too hard. It's like it's she'll be like, da, 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 da. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I think Arabic would be really tough. Um, yeah. There's just, yeah. Growing up with gaming, you meet a lot of Arabic people too. And yeah. Honestly, there's some of the, there's some of the co- like coolest people you meet on the internet yeah. too. They really are. They like, but people, yeah. Here yeah. Is, people from India. Yeah. I've met a lot of cool people from India. They're just, 
they're just really kind of nice. Like I remember just being in like this one like gaming server on this game of like rec room, and like I like I was like. I was being a dick. I'm not gonna lie. I was just like, 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 "What's up, stupids?" You know, being really rude. Uh, yeah. And then this, this this Arabic guy goes, "Hey, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not cussing or we're anything not doing like that." that. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> he goes, "This is an Arabic server." Like, oh, well, well, I apologize. I appreciate you at least coming up. To I, me didn't and being nice. I didn't know the vibe. I didn't know the vibe. Yeah. Here. So after that, you got checked. Uh, yeah, I got I got put in check, and then after that, he thought I was cool, and then yeah. So no, they're really kind. They're, overall, they're really kind. And people. their food is fire. Yes. <laughs> so good. We gotta watch on the spicy level. I, I can do spicy, but their spicy is—it's ridiculous. It's beyond like it's. They got five year olds just biting to the hottest pepper in the fucking world. I imagine, not, <laughs> dude. It's just so much. Dude. I remember like the first time I had Indian food, which is not that long ago. Um, and I remember ordering like, I was like, I won't get as spicy as it's supposed to be because I know I I wouldn't want that. But I was like, I'll get like halfway spicy. That should right. be fine. No, I need like a three out of 10 and that's good enough because right. five out of 10 was like, I'm slamming water the whole time. Exactly. It's a lot of spices. I think I've had like a Indian curry once and I remember it being good it's for good. what it is. Yeah. It's really good. I, Chicken curry is good. I mean, yeah, that's easily one of my favorite dishes to make and I can make it two ways. I can do it just chicken curry with rice or lately. Gotta I've, have rice. What's that? Gotta have rice. Yeah. I either I can do it that way, which my girlfriend prefers, um, or I can do a chicken curry soup too, which is pretty much the same thing. But you add chicken broth and, see, and seasonings, everything that you like, and and then I add ramen to it. I wanted to do like udon noodles, but I didn't want to like get it and then not have it be good, you know. So I just stuck with ramen because you know how to do it. Because you know how to do it. That and it's just a noodle I'm familiar with, you know. Yeah. How long, uh, when did you start getting into cooking and is that therapeutic for you? Uh, yes, actually. So I kind of forced myself to like really start like cooking more. Like once I bought our, bought like our house in Rock Island, yeah. moved my, moved me and my almost four year old son in and just kind of from there, um, I knew a little bit of stuff already, like simple stuff like burgers and yeah. just shit like that. But then like, I was like, you know, this is just. You can't keep doing this stuff. You want to expand your, expand what you make. So, yeah. I've taught myself. I've just began teaching myself a little bit of everything. And there's still times where I go on Google and I just look up foods too, dude. Yeah. Like, I recently did a chili for the first time, uh, and I had to Google it. So I pretty much what I do is I'll go off. I'll go off what the instructions say, and I'll get I'll get the seasonings at once. Or if there's a seasoning or certain food I don't like added to it, I'll take it out. And then I'll just alter it my way, and then yeah, and then add your little twist exactly, and then and then trying out chili for the first time, dude, it was super fucking good, really good, it, it, like to the point where I was like, all right, my my friend's coming over real quick, he's taking some of this home and he's gonna eat it, and he's gonna like it, and sure <laughs> shit, he fucking loved it, dude. How are you on the tomatoes? I'm real, I'm real big on the like the chunky tomatoes. Some people aren't. You don't the, like you don't like chunky tomatoes. I do. You do like chunky. Yeah. Ah. Some people are. So I. I are more diced. I think I yeah, I think that's what I did was diced. Yeah, I don't want them to be too too chunky. I don't know it's just too much for me of like a consistency. Yeah, yeah, but other, I mean other otherwise like yeah I won't I won't bite into a fucking tomato hole though <laughs> like I can't do that. Yeah, but like diced yeah I think I'm pretty sure I did uh I did diced tomatoes. I My think, mom used to eat tomatoes with just like she'd cut them up and just put yeah. salt on them. I actually I think with the chili I did I did Rotel uh, diced tomatoes okay, actually yeah. with the. Uh, 
I think I did with the chilies uh, in the green. Yeah, I think it was green chilies. Sometimes yeah. I'll do serrano if I want spice. Yeah. So, but yeah, like trying out chili for the first time, that was fun. I'd love to do it in like a big pot outside sometime. Just like in a cold winter, something about it. it's just this nostalgic. Just from my uncle, my uncle Kevin making it. It's his fucking chili's spicy. Yeah, yeah, it's super spicy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able. To, I wouldn't be able to handle like back then, but like now, I'd be able to. So is that your dad's brother then? Uh, sort of. Friend, sort of. Yeah, I feel I'm, like you I'm have a lot friend. of uncles yeah. that there's, are not. There's a lot directly of, blood yeah. related, like Stevie Mo. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> so, yeah. No, my uncle, my uncle Kevin. He he's definitely family, but not like bro. Like he didn't come from the same mom. Got it. Yeah. So different, like different family. Yeah. So, but yeah. Because that's yeah. Because Stevie Mo always calls you his nephew. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if he was. I, I got a lot of uncles now. I, yeah, like, like just him and I going back and forth with the whole unk and few thing. And there's like people going, Are you guys actually related? I'm like, nope. Just no. a real good friend of my dad's. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, at this I'm point, not that white trash. <laughs> <laughs> just to an extent. I got I to gotta have some Filipino trash in my system, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've known Stevie for like. Over 10 years. Do you want want to know how Stevie, like, introduced himself to me? (laughs) I would love to So, so this is is when I worked at Crawford. And, like, I was just... It was my break. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go get a snack from the vending machine. And then Stevie walks up. It's, like, like my first or second time seeing him. And he just looks at me. He's like, yo, I got a a thing for you. And I'm just like... (laughs) He got real weird. Yeah, I'm just like... Oh yeah, is, is it is it my hair? Because you know, because I'm like that too. And people are with me, I'm gonna be right fucking. I'm yeah, we're gonna get right weird. Back. I'll get weird right with you. Just goes, he just goes. Yeah, I like my 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 little Asian boys like you. I was like, all right, grab my snack and went right back to my chair. Like this is weird enough for me. And then that's when I found out. Like that's when I found out that him and my dad were close. I'm like, ah, okay. He was just messing with you. Yeah, my dad. Either he was messing with me himself, or my dad fucking Put him dumb, told to him it. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you at Crawford? Uh, so I started at Crawford, uh, late 2020. And this was when I was in the brew in the brew factory, like that brew factory. They're like where they do the brew, like weld their brew tanks and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was just a tradesman. So I just did all the basic stuff like acid clean and all that stuff. And I think the coolest part about working on the brew tanks actually was, uh, the part where you have to climb inside of the tank and it's just a little like manhole mind you so you got to climb in from the bottom mm-hmm. and it's on like this like rotisserie type of deal so you're in you're in that thing standing up spinning the thing in circles like cleaning where you need to the hardest part was just getting like the the like the sticker that keeps the inside cleaned because like once you get that off so it, what are the what were you actually making you when you're describing this to me i'm like i'm not sure exactly what you're making so so it's like just just the brew tanks like for beer Oh, for yes. beer. Yeah, for beer. I should have mentioned that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it it's like there's like small ones, big ones, like there's even some like really like heavy like like XXLs too. Yeah. Like thirty barrels, fifty barrels. It was cool. Being inside the tank though, like when you like I had to have like one of those like respiratory masks on. Yeah. Because, like, that adhesive remover just stinks up the inside of it so quick. And it will destroy your body. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I remember just taking my mask off for a second. Like, woo, I got to get out of here for a second. <laughs> yeah, lightheaded. Yeah, lightheaded. And then once the inside's cleaned, uh, you take it off the rotisserie, and then 
you so it's like taking it off you you can do it like two ways like you can have one end of it be attached to a to a strap by the forklift or you can do it like another way with the two jibs and you, pretty much it's just standing it up and then the next process is just taking it over to the like to like the grating great area so i can rinse it off clean out the inside and that's and that's when i water test them for pressure mm-hmm. like you pretty much fill the entire inside up with water let it sit a day next day check for any water marks on the floor see if it dripped and then after that it's just it all gets sent back into the water tank we have we have they have a water tank solely so we're not just like wasting money on water filling it up and then just draining it right into the sewer you know yeah so you're reusing yeah it. reusing the same water essentially yeah why why not yeah and then after that gets done it gets cleaned out and sanitized yep. and stuff yeah and then and it just goes to the shipping receiving until further notice it's a yeah, cool process and I've only done that for about with four all the months. breweries that's popped up. Yeah, I mean, I know Nerdspeak has a few uh, brew tanks in their building. The Nerdspeak sign outside of the building uh, we've done. Oh, really? Crawford, yep. Uh, and then a few of the brew tanks that Nerdspeak has now, I've actually been inside a couple of those and cleaned those out and water tested them. <laughs> been so, inside your tanks. Yeah, so like just <laughs> just going there like back in July, I think, like last year, just like going to Nerdspeak for the first time, like. Like, the place is cool. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I I was inside of one of those tanks at one point, yeah. you know, it was cool. And then drinking the beer that was inside one of yep. your tanks. <laughs> yeah. For the first time, dude. It was, uh, it was it was a good feeling. It was cool. Yeah. Like, just like the amount of work that gets put into it, too. I'm sure. But I did about four months at Brew, and then the work really started to slow down for me. Like, I was just sweeping and shit at that point. And then they were just like, hey, this, this one tradesman's gonna be done here soon so we're gonna move you down there so you can like learn a little bit more down there and that's when all like work just started picking up and all that too so my time my time there was good i just i didn't burn out i decided i was done especially just just the thought of like like you know working the tough part is like my dad worked there for years yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna say was that that have something to do with it absolutely yeah just his like once he passed i uh had like maybe three weeks to myself and then when i came back it it was rough it was not the same it was not the same at all so he was there for a while too right yeah i don't i don't want to quote and say it was 10 years roughly i think though i think though yeah but it just when i came back it just got hard dude because there's times where there wasn't anything to do oh so I'm just stuck sweeping and cleaning, and at that point, I'm just thinking about my dad. You know, yeah, yeah it's staying busy, man. Yeah, like just keeping having the mind occupied, yeah, having something to do, and it was just rough to stay busy there. And it just got to the point where I was like calling in and calling in sick, and you didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, and like just like even just like even when I was busy working. Like I'd be, I'd just be like be lifting my head up, looking around, just wondering when he's gonna walk by, yeah. like he used to. Yeah, you know, even if it wasn't, he was in the office. Yeah, he was in the office, yeah. but I mean, generally he comes but out. He the, just, yeah, yeah he, he was IT, so he comes out and checks on how the laser machines are going. He talks to the laser guys, goes upstairs, talks to you know the foreman and all of them, make sure their their stuff is all good and running. Yeah, make sure shipping and receiving is all good too. So 
it just gradually got more and more difficult being used to like seeing them walk by and say something stupid like go get your fucking shine box and then just not having that anymore yeah yeah he's such a shit talker he was and <laughs> and i i vented i vented this to stevie too and he even said he's just he still waits every fucking day for that guy to walk by and say something dumb to him too yeah you know? i don't know how stevie's doing it and i was really i was really worried about stevie for a while there me too i was i was worried about every yeah yeah it was just and like it, such a yeah like, like once he passed dude like i just i had no idea how many people he treated as a brother a sister yeah or even just like one of his kids much like me and my brother you know yeah. Like he was there for fucking everyone. And I'm just really trying my best to do exactly that for anyone right now in my life, anybody that I meet along the way, and honestly for anybody listening to me right now. Yeah, and he was uh not only on the podcast, he was actually a fan of the podcast i knew he was a fan of the podcast but people always tell people always tell me you know i listen to the podcast or i like your or not even that they listen to that they're a fan and they like what i'm doing and i did listen to that podcast and he seemed he seemed very happy just to do do that with you because he actually because he actually did listen um and one of my favorite things that Shane ever told me was that he listened to his my podcast more than his and i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) I was like, eat shit, Shane. <laughs> Just as like a funny thing, because like, um, yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, people just like that I didn't, a couple people that I didn't even realize they were connected to your dad somehow, like, yeah, reached like, out to was, me or I talked to, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I knew that guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. He just knew it. Everybody, everyone, dude. Yeah, he just talked to everyone to the point where there was like a. I'm pretty sure there was a whole Quad City Times article on him too. Even right, I think so. I imagine, yeah. I don't know if there was a. I can't remember. A lot went on during that time. I know there was an article on it, and I read it. It was it was a pretty good read. Yeah, it was a really nice read. And uh, yeah, I just remember. I was going to record a podcast that day mm-hmm. and it was with Yoshi and I, I messaged Yoshi and I said, Yoshi, we should probably not do the podcast today. I, I don't think it's a good time to do it. Yeah. And he's like, and then he called me cause I, and I didn't, I didn't know Yoshi that well right. at this time. I'd, I've just gotten to know him really. Uh, and I only was fr- I was friends with him on Facebook. Just we were mutual friends with a lot of the yeah. same people, just because he was doing the comedy shows. We were doing and the Yoshi, comedy shows. Yoshi's a good guy. Yeah, yo- him, yeah. His and him and his entire family. His mom is the biggest sweetheart, easily. That I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's just, and I respect that dude's hustle so hard, Me man. Too. It's so awesome to see him doing right all now, the stuff. Right he's now, doing. I don't think I know a harder worker than him. Yeah, dude. Honestly, he's on the he's on he's the a constant beast. move. Yeah, he's on a different level, and I love it. Uh, but I had never talked to him on the phone ever. Yeah, 
and uh, he calls me on Facebook because he didn't have my number. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, why? He's like, he didn't know. Yeah. And I had to tell him. I was like, Fuck. I'm pretty sure because, you know, it's funny. Like, like the butterfly effect. I'm pretty sure once you told him that was it a brief phone call, I imagine. Very brief. I'm pretty sure after he called you, that's when he called me. Yeah. Because he called me. He's like, is, is, this, is this fucking true? Yeah, and I just, dude, I my my fucking voice was already trembling and my eyes were bawling. I was just like, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm. It's I'm, true. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I'm sorry. I don't really, I barely even know you. We were gonna get to know each other on yeah, it's the like podcast. I, it's like yeah, at this point, but I couldn't be like, uh, yeah. I had to tell him, you know, like, and, uh, you can sugarcoat it. You had to have your reason to. Yeah. And I could tell he's not a sugarcoating kind of guy anyway. I knew that much. Yeah. He's, and especially after I know him now, <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a straight shooter. Um, that's for sure. He's just like, he puts it all out there. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good guy to be straightforward with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, man, did you listen to the episode I did with him? With uh, Yoshi? Yeah. I don't believe I have yet. You should. It's wild. Okay. Well, you probably know some of his story anyway. Um, How he, like, almost went to prison for, like, the rest of his life. I think I've heard that one very faintly. I don't know all he the goes details to it. Depth. He goes into depth. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will have to check that one out then. Oh, my God. I was like, this is wild. Yeah, that dude. I've really. Talk about being grateful to be free, man. Yeah. I've really just, I really started getting more into the podcast, like listening, like once my dad passed, like I listened to, I listened to Stevie's and Yoshi's and Brad's at, uh, at Yoshi's. Oh yeah. It was the one before open mic. And that was a, that was a fun, they were a more, more or less like fucking around in that one and just having a good time. And then, and then I listened to like two years and his, and that one just broke me down, especially like once he starts talking about me. Yeah. You know, I haven't been able to go back and listen. Uh, I will though. It's just, I was like, ah, and then, um, and I wasn't going to be like, oh yeah, go listen to this episode. If you want to, it's like, remember him like, yeah, it's cool to listen to him and you get to hear his voice. But at the same time, it's like the, the subject matter throws me off. Yeah. and that's just that's it where I'm at, me, like, dude. It's like how ironic is the best way to yeah, put it. Yeah, because like when I yeah when I heard about what happened and somebody told me and I was like, uh, this just we just talked about this yeah like, man three months ago, dude. And um, when I called Yoshi, Yoshi just started like swearing and like yelling. Yeah, no, he was yeah. It was exactly like that on the phone yeah. with me too. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of mixed feelings from everybody on that day. Yeah, and then we did the mic, man. That was like super, like Brad, stupid friend. I, I will never forget that show. Well, there was that show, but we did the mic that at, that day. night at Skylark. That's right. On it, that's it was the first Skylark show. Yeah, and Stevie almost canceled it. He's like, no. See, and I told Stevie like Stevie actually came over to my. You told him not to. Uh, no, he was a surprise. So I was actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into it. So the day of, I was in the backyard just calling people, and like, 
like I finally got a hold of Shane and like he finally answered. He was crying his like his eyes out and I was yeah. too. Like, yeah. But it got to the point where I was just screaming my head off into the phone. Like neighbors were like wondering what was going on over at my house. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's because like because like 10 minutes later, Stevie pulled up and he just walked to our backyard because he thought he heard noises. And he was just looking around. And he goes, I thought this was just a big fucking stupid joke. And I just told him, no, dude, it's not. Yeah. And then I told him I'm not performing tonight. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I'm probably going to cancel it. And then I saw the post he made about he's going to have it go. And then I, I was like, you know what, honey, we're, we're going to, I was like, we're going to go. Yeah. I told my girlfriend we're going and, we're, and I'm going to go perform and I'm going to go make him proud. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's the biggest, he's the reason I'm doing stand up comedy, right? Exactly. Now. I remember when you guys were both on stage or like would go back, both did like an open mic. I think it might've been like the first or second one you did. And you both like said something about each other and we're just roasting each other. And he said something <laughs> about it. He just had, he had the ultimate comeback. Yeah, right he did all, <laughs> all the way. Cause he would just say, well, I saw up with your mom and it's like, it's, <laughs> it's not like a joke because yeah, cause it's true. It's yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like, uh, the fuck do you want me to say? To <laughs> no, you have no rebuttal <laughs> yeah. to that. Nothing at all, dude. He had the that's, top roast. That's just what, that's just what I just call him fucking fat. And just leave <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michelin man. That's <laughs> Oh yeah. I didn't, uh, cause he had a roast too. Didn't they roast him at one point? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's what Brad's like stupid a, friends turned out to be. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Sense. Yeah. Just a just a fun little get together. Whether it was just telling stories about him or just telling our own material. That's yeah. all I did that, and I was just told my own material. Yeah, I just did my set, and I, I roasted Chicken Bone, which was great. Right. We, uh, you know, I like that added that <laughs> aspect for everybody. Just roast the person, like getting yeah. off the stage, and the person you're bringing on. I thought that was a fun way to just keep it all. Keep it all online. And your final, co- didn't we say that the final comic of the evening? Every yeah, time? Like after every some of the comics. No one knew when it <laughs> yeah. was going to end. <laughs> Nobody knew when it was going to end. Like, yeah, we got we got one more final. We got one more comic coming on up. stage. <laughs> yeah, like dude, he, like even after Johnny went up, like and he was first, he goes, all right, well, we we got one more final comic, even though there was totally like more than fucking twelve people on the stage just taking a shot. <laughs> yeah, but if anything, the the I mean, obviously the whole situation was, was tragic, but it brought so many people together. Like I wouldn't have met like, or got to know like the some of the people that I did, um, like chicken bone, like yeah. chicken bone came out of nowhere. Dude, I had no idea. Chicken he bone just li- spawned. Like, yeah, I had no idea. Chicken bone lived across the street from my, uh, aunt candy and uncle Chris. Oh really? Yeah. I had no idea. Dude, and, that like, dude's awesome. Yeah. And then like, cause like, I don't even remember his real name and I don't want people to tell Tim. me. Damn. Don't tell me. I don't Sorry. Want, I, no, it's okay. I'll forget. There you go. There I'll you forget. go. Not a good guy, though. Yeah. He's having me do the uh, the crew show. Um, I've, been, I've been meaning to, I've been really trying to make it out to those. What is they, he, he told they, me what it was about again. What is it again? It's, see, that's the thing. I told him, like, you, I was talking to Brandon. Yale is helping out with some of the promo for the. Because um, both of those guys are not good with social media. Um <laughs> No, I got to call Chicken Bone or text him if I needed anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he um, he told me it was for uh, his niece. Um, That's right. Who has leukemia. So uh, 
I don't know how old she is. I don't know anything. I, she can't be that old. Chicken Bone's not that yeah. old. Um, but it's for a good cause. Right? Yeah. It, okay. I mean, yeah, they say truth, it on the flyers truth, for a good yeah, cause. I'm like, say what the cause is. People want to know, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could be funding a hate group for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> could be a good cause in your mind, but not in mine. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't been to the shows. I, uh, Sundays are kind of weird days for me usually. Um, and they're doing them early. Like at, they start at five, like the doors open at four and the shows at five. The next one is the fifth. And then there's another one on the 25th mm-hmm. or something. I think Shane's doing the 25th. I talked to him about that. Um, so chicken bone hosts all these chicken bone. And, uh, I think it's Dave Hernandez. Okay. Yeah. Which, that's uh, a name. that's another person I didn't know about until very recently, without. I just I just know same same thing. I just know him through through my dad. I imagine, I'm, I imagine. Yeah, he's did, been around for a while. Didn't he do a blacklist comedy back in the day? He might have. Okay, I don't know. I'm learning stuff about the scene still because I'm only I mean I've only been doing it not even two years. Is it? This is it's, this is my uh, I think six months seven months for me. Yeah, now. I was gonna say like so I don't know a whole lot more than you do when it comes to like. I mean, I've made some of the connections like outside of town, yeah. uh, but I mean, you and I have had quite the come up for our time of just doing stand up and all that. If you grind and like show like you really want to do this, and uh, you know, not just uh, get up there and tell the same jokes every time. Um, I mean, I do have some. You know, right. the stuff I tell... See, that's something I'm working on myself, too. I'll try and change my setup each time, but, man, it's, there's just times where I'm not in the headspace to write. Yeah. That. But when... I mean, if you're telling the same jokes, like, the first year, just, like, crafting the jokes, and you have, like, a good, like, amount of jokes in the bucket, uh, like, a decent amount, like, I didn't realize the material I had until the other day I did... Uh, when I did the Iowa City show, I was supposed to do ten minutes, and I told him like I was like, "Dude, honestly, I might be able to do seven to eight. I don't know if I can do ten, but I'll, I'll yeah, I, we'll see what happens." And uh, I got the light at eight, and I think I didn't finish until nine, and then I didn't even do all my jokes. Hmm. I actually ripped it for a little while too. <laughs> there's just times where like there's like I'll have a joke I want to say and then I'll read the room and then I'm like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch this joke. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just like mm. it's just not the room to tell that joke. Sometimes it was a that was a room where I could have just said just about anything. Yeah. It was great. See, like my my show at Saddle last Saturday, like that was the room to say like pretty much say any all of it. So yeah. I, I just and up, you had the hecklers. Yeah, and I had the hecklers. Yeah, and you know I needed that experience. It was nice just being able to talk shit. It keeps back you on edge. Keeps you on edge, and you're able to put people back in their place. Or on your toes, I should say. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun show, though. Those Saddle shows are hit or miss, but yeah, and, when you get a good one. And dude, like that show for like it being a Saddle, it was. A pretty nice, not packed, but it was like a good audience, really good audience. It was a uh, Mia Duralis, uh, Donnie Townsend, Jake McDowell, think, uh, Nicole, and then uh, Maggie, I believe her name was, and then oh yeah, and then, and then, I love Maggie. Yeah. Maggie's awesome. And then uh, Andy is the host. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I gave Andy a I gave Andy a good roast. <laughs> yeah, he's fun to roast, and he. he he dish it. He'll dish it right back out to you. I called him uh, when he brought me up on the stage. I was like, "Give it up for Jim Halpert from the Office, everybody." <laughs> and 
And then, and then I also said also known as John Krasinski. And then you know how we played in Multiverse of Madness, by chance you didn't. Uh huh. Okay. Do you care if I spoil it? I don't care. Okay. He played as Mister Fantastic in that, in a different universe in that movie. Ah. Uh. So so and then and then he gets killed off, <laughs> which really made me mad. I was just like, I was like, man, you really got smoked in the Multiverse of Madness <laughs> as Mister Fantastic. Nobody laughed. I was like. Right, not the right crowd. It. Yeah, not that, the right crowd. That one was for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time last Saturday. Yeah. If anything, yeah, just the, just messing around with the comedians that are on the show with you is fun enough. For sure. It can't be just like Adralis is an easy one for oh sure. <laughs> it's always it's always fun with him. Or yeah, and Giant Tuesday is another wild card. For sure. And after hanging out, and after actually getting to hang out with Donnie last Saturday. Oh, dude, Donnie's I, so cool. I, I love him. He's a good, good fucking dude. He has, he mentioned he has a, he has a kid. Still in the months. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I know I'm younger than you. If you ever, if you ever need any advice, you let me know, dude. You know? I have an almost four-year-old now, you know? So, but no, he's like, he's fucking happy, and I love that for him. Yeah. I think it's very helpful. It's keeping him grounded, which is good because he travels a lot. I don't even know what he does for a day job. Do you know? I have no idea. Um, well, I better get to the point of wrapping it up. We're getting, we've been recording for a while. Um, good. I'm supposed to meet somebody here soon. Um, but, uh, I really appreciate you being honest, man, and being open and having a good conversation with me. It's always, Good to catch up with you. Uh, always good man. seeing you. I love being here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad I had the. I said this on the last episode, but I'm glad I had the convenience of recording this at home and like not having to worry about like time restrictions, and I can just do the editing for mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, this will be a good episode uh, that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to. And I know a lot of our friends will appreciate you being on here and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. And I really do mean that by if anybody ever needs anything, you reach out to me or to anybody that means a lot to you close to you. Don't yeah. be afraid. People people care more than you think. It's... uh really easy to convince yourself that people don't i've been in that right i don't want to bother anybody yeah (laughs) yeah that whole thing but that's just your mind tricking you most of the time so we'll wrap it up but i appreciate everyone for tuning in and until next week thank you for listening to modern day overthinker podcasts